The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank. ComBank's Start Smart program is designed to change the way young people think about finance. To find out more, check out startsmart.com.au. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Friday the 17th of July. In your squeeze today, a look at how Victoria's lockdown is tracking, Twitter's security breach, Donald Trump dumps his campaign manager, and the best gift for wine lovers. This is your squeeze today. With cases climbing in Victoria, Claire, we start there. Yesterday, 317 cases of COVID-19 were recorded. Two men in their 80s died, which takes the national toll to 113. In Victoria, there are 109 people in hospital. 29 of those are in intensive care. For context, the next most cases are in New South Wales, currently at 44 active cases. So Victoria is certainly still the epicentre here in Australia. The question every Victorian in lockdown is asking Claire, is it working? Question is also being asked by plenty around the country and we don't really know is the answer. What officials in Victoria and their Premier Daniel Andrews is saying is that there's some stability in the numbers in that they are high and a lot higher than they want, but they're at that 200 to 300 level and they've been consistently there for about a week. But of course, people want to see that going down. And the restrictions that were reinstated across much of Melbourne are just more than a week old. We know that the virus's maximum incubation period is a couple of weeks. So this time next week, if numbers aren't going down, they've really got a problem. When asked if the situation in Victoria was under control, the Chief Health Officer there, Brett Sutton, said that an out-of-control outbreak is where, no matter what you're doing, you're seeing an exponential increase. So whilst there are increases in Victoria, it is relatively slow. To the other angle in all of this, the economy... Quite a bit of talk about jobs this week. Official employment figures show a rise in unemployment last month, Claire. So that's those who are out of work but are looking to re-enter the workforce. And of course, the devil's in the detail with those numbers. That unemployment rate climbed to a 22-year high of 7.4% in June. That's a 0.3% mark up on May, Uh, though what's happened is 210,000 jobs were created in June. That's, of course, come as the economy has started to open, lots of hospitality jobs, cafes, restaurants opening, that sort of thing. But, of course, what's happened also is more people have put their hand up to go into employment, uh, thinking that there's more jobs in the economy, and that's seen that unemployment rate increase. And we hate to finish on a on a downer, but the government's actually estimated that the real unemployment rate is 13.3%. So that number includes those who have lost their jobs and have then stopped looking for a replacement. There's been a pretty big security breach at Twitter, Claire. Yesterday, accounts belonging to Bill Gates, Elon Musk, Barack Obama, Kim Kardashian West, as well as companies like Apple and Uber, tweeted out an address to a Bitcoin wallet. It promised that anyone who paid money into it would get double that amount back. It screamed scam and turns out it was. Yeah, and about 300 people uh, did actually send some Bitcoin. They apparently put about $160,000 in that direction. Twitter's response is one of mortification. Its CEO, Jack Dorsey, says that we all feel terrible this happened. They're looking into it now to work out exactly how that security breach was allowed to happen. 
to the US election campaign and President Trump has dumped his campaign manager, Claire. Yeah, Brett Pascali was the campaign manager. He had been working uh, with the Trump campaign for some time. He worked for them in 2016, looking after all things digital. He rose to the rank of the manager. He became quite close to the older Trump kids. But Donald Trump, after a very disappointing misfire in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where plenty of people didn't come to a rally that Pascali said that a million people had tried to get tickets to, uh, and also so Trump's falling polling numbers has seen him replaced. We always put a disclaimer on polling numbers because they were wrong last time, of course. Very much so, yeah. The US election really isn't that far away. It's set for the 3rd of November this year. A survey of 23,000 Aussies aged over 14 has found that young people are less likely than previous generations to drink, to smoke or to take illicit drugs, but they are using e-cigarettes. Yeah, that vaping of those flavoured products is something, of course, that a lot of health officials are really worried about, particularly in young people. They're concerned that they then develop a habit for smoking and then transition into those nicotine-based products or even into cigarettes. The numbers are still fairly low though. It was more than 2.5% of people aged 18 to 24 that had tried vaping in 2016. The concern is that that's now doubled uh, in 2019. The survey also found that broadly across all Australians, our cigarette and alcohol consumption was down, but almost half of us have used an illicit substance in our lifetime. The Miles Franklin Award is awarded each year to a novel, which according to the website is one of the highest literary merit and presents Australian life in any of its phases. Every year, Claire, we cover the Miles Franklin winners and every year I add the winner's book to a long list of books that I intend to read. (laughs) Well, you're going to have to add uh, Tara June Winch's book, The Yield, and hopefully you get around to it. Certainly it received rave reviews and plenty of people yesterday uh, talking about what a great book it is. Uh, Winch herself says that it was really a bittersweet win. She beat her mentor, Tony Birch, to take out that $60,000 prize. It's on the list. To Friday Lights, Claire, and there's a good gift guide for those who like wine. Yeah, if you're in a bit of a gift-giving rut, it does um, really help Mm. to have a good guide, and we've got one there for you today. Friday Lights is, of course, a section of the Squeeze Today email. You can find the link in there. I'll also put it in your episode notes and send it directly to all my mates. (laughs) And for those who are into movies based on real life, Hugh Jackman's latest Bad Education might be worth checking out. It's all about a school superintendent, so, so like an administrator, who steals millions of dollars from a public school district in Long Island. We both really enjoyed this one. It's mm. also got Alison Janey, who I think is really terrific. And yeah, it's an incredible story. I'm really sort of enjoying these bio kind of picks at the moment. Yeah, you can watch that on Foxtel. Before we go, the email subject line today, Claire. I've got a line from the Beatles song, She Came In Through the Bathroom Window. The lyric is, didn't anybody tell her? Uh, didn't anyone tell Demi more that working out of your bathroom that's wall-to-wall carpet is potentially going to get a lot of attention when you post a picture of it on the internet? She did put an Insta post up, which has immediately gone viral in the background is a toilet. Is she working out of her bathroom or is her toilet in her bedroom? 
That's my question. <laughs> no, look, she's clarified that to say that she's been putting together a podcast. Uh, the best sound in the house came out of the bathroom. And yes, the bathroom is wall-to-wall ca- brown carpet, not just any carpet, a proper brown bathroom carpet. That's, I don't know what's worse. <laughs> anyway, do you reckon that's all from us today? I reckon we're I done. Reckon. I reckon we're done. <laughs> Enjoy your weekend. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Squeeze Today podcast. We'll chat to you on Monday. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at the Squeeze. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at bhp.com.au.